We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Eurostep podcast network and the Blue Wire podcast network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts. I am joined, as always, by the now somber Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Uh, doing doing all right. Uh, you know, we, we have an emergency pod to do, Ty. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. Not the one I was hoping when I saw Timmy Goodtimes, Tim Bontemps, tweet alert because Woj retweeted it. Um, so I guess I just that's shade at Tim Bontemps, I guess. I don't have his alerts on. Sorry, Timmy Goodtimes. But um, I see all, Milwaukee Bucks all-star Chris Middleton. And I think yesterday was the first day he could sign an extension, I believe, according to Bobby Marks at one point in his offseason primer. So here I was going, oh, they got it done. This will be great. I'm so excited. And then I opened the tweet and it's Chris Middleton underwent wrist surgery sometime in early July. So in the last two weeks here, a little less than two weeks to address a torn left, a torn ligament. We don't know what, what ligament yet, a torn ligament in his left wrist. So we will get into Chris's wrist injury. It was actually bothering him late in the regular season, although he came back and played. This is not the injury that ruled him out of the playoffs. That was a different injury that John Horst told us is all good. Hopefully that is true. But Rohan, your initial reaction as our resident adjacent to doctors person on Chris's diagnosis here. Uh, it's, it's hard to tell without knowing specifics. Uh, the one thing I do know is that this Bucks organization is not going to give us specifics. Um, as we've seen, as you've all heard me talk about in the past with guys like Brooke Lopez, their injuries, George Hill, whatever. It's, it's not time to dwell on that, but without knowing specifics, it's hard to tell because the wrist is a very complicated sort of, uh, sort of tunnel per se. Because there's so, so much stuff going in your wrist. There's so many ligaments, blood vessels, tendons, nerves, whatever you want to do. It's all sort of funneling in there. 
So without knowing specifics, it's hard to tell what sort of actions are really impacted, uh, how severe it is, what the recovery time will be, what sort of, uh, how, did, how does it impact his ability to like play basketball? Uh, it is his left hand, so it is his offhand, which is a little bit better. Uh, but, uh, you know, still need to be able to use your left hand if you're, if you're Chris Middleton. So initially, I'm just a little trepidatious about it, yeah. considering that uh, the report. Uh, I was going to say, I, I buried the lead. We have, a, we have a timeline, so you can go ahead and share yeah. that. Wait, oh, by the way, good job. Uh, I guess not officially Bucks, but uh, someone within the Bucks, I guess, for saying, giving a timeline. True. Uh, they said near the start of the regular season for Chris Middleton, he's expected to return around the start of the regular season. That's that's a little while away, Ty. Yeah, so it is currently July 12th as we are recording. The regular season, I guess I can pull up the date, but regular times, which... Kind late of, October. Late October, yeah. We're kind of back. I guess we're, we're, we're pretending we're in regular times, at least. The NBA is, um, which is late October. So what is that? Four? Three months? Yeah. Three months and change, basically. Um, so... Like around 14, three months, yeah. 14 weeks, 12 to 14 weeks or more, potentially. Uh, the way this is framed, I would not be surprised if he missed regular season time. And honestly, that is preferred to trying to rush him back for the start of the regular season. I mean, clearly, we saw with Brooke Lopez, as frustrating as the lack of transparency was, that side of things, I think you could argue was bungled or at least just unnecessarily cloudy from the Bucks, the actual management of the injury itself was flawless. Brooke came back and looked exceptional. I think clearly, you know, for, for how much heartburn and we've both already been tagged. So I should find whoever tagged us and give them credit for it. Um, because somebody already said, we're going to have heartburn about the at bango burner. Shout out bango burner. Who knows that, uh, especially you, but me as well, get fed up with the lack of clarity on this. That is true and, and fair, and we'll see. I'm sure the Bucks will have a release at some point in the coming weeks now about this. You'd hope. Maybe they'll give us more info then. It's certainly not guaranteed. I will say they at least did with Pat, and they were pretty spot on with Pat, although it took a little longer than they said. But at least we know, given the Brooklyn example, the Pat Connaughton example, like lately, right now, this medical staff is doing good work in making sure players are fully healthy. And the Bucks basically kept Brooke out so long last season that I'm sure if it costs a week into the season, two weeks into the season without Chris, I don't, they're not rushing him back just to start a season. It doesn't matter. It's great to win games. I, I hope the Bucks are much healthier this year. But in the grand scheme of things, one week of games in October does not matter. So I guess that's the one thing I'm comforted by is I'm not worried that Chris will be rushed back, although it is certainly concerning that this is a three-month injury post-surgery given he played – if it's the same one, he played on it. So in March, Chris missed games against the Bulls and Wizards March 22nd and 24th with quote-unquote left wrist soreness. He then came back on March 26th. So again, was out just a couple of days with that, that he, that he didn't play at all. And for the rest of the season, I did find this interesting. The rest of the regular season, Chris shot 40% from the field and 31% from three 
for the rest of that season. And I do wonder, is there some relation there? Was that risk continuing to bother him? As you said, it's his offhand, but you still never know how that could impact the shooting motion. Obviously, we only get two games of playoffs data. In one game, Chris shoots very poorly. and one, he shoots very well. Um, so hard to say there. But it, it's, it's interesting to think about if that did have some impact on him late in the season. But he only missed one game or two games the rest of the regular season after returning. Both of them were Bucks punt games against the Clippers and the Cavs, where basically nobody played for Milwaukee. So, again, you would think he wouldn't have played all but two games if it was really bothering him. It's it's just interesting how this just kind of more or less came out of nowhere outside of some cast rumors people tweeted about. Yeah, and this is it's not like an uncommon thing for us to see players, especially late in the season, play through injury and then get surgery over the summer and stuff like that, or some players choose not to get surgery altogether. Uh, unless you're Scotty Pippen, you don't want to F up your summer. But uh, Or Shaq. Yeah, or Shaq. You want to recover Shaq. on company time. <laughs> I mean, more power to you. I mean, uh, I wish, yeah, yeah. It's, shout out to Shaq. Uh, but yeah, it's not like an uncommon thing for us to see players get surgery into the season. It's a little surprising that it's this late. Yeah, the, uh, the Bucks haven't played a game in nearly two months. Chris hasn't played a game since 420. Yeah, it's been it's been a, it's been almost three months for Chris Middleton. Yeah. Uh so it's it's a little surprising. Uh maybe they just wanted to make sure his left knee was all good first before you move on to a different injury. Don't want to do like two separate rehabs at once. Maybe that's just pure speculation on my part. Uh, could, could this have been, were they trying to see if it would, I think like they did with Brooke last year, like he didn't get surgery right away. Maybe they were hoping surgery wouldn't be necessary and it ended up did being, did being necessary after all. Yeah, it could be. It definitely could be. Again, we, 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 we don't, don't know, know yeah. the spe- specifics of it, but that's definitely an option. Um, it's just, well, first and foremost, Chris, get well soon. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's just unfortunate. Uh, you don't want to see Christmas in games, especially this long. I will say one thing you could interpret this report as being is that saying he's expected to be back by the start of the regular season could mean potentially he'll be back way before then. Yeah, I mean, it's a very vague when you're talking about this long of an amount of time with no games or anything for Chris, it feels like there could be a lot of stretchiness in that. I mean, hopefully that's the optimistic side of it, right? For but sure, yeah, for but sure. you're right. Just just the wording of the report near the start of the regular season does imply it could be either side of that. So maybe he misses Novick, which would be awesome if he's if he's back and ready to go. For sure, that's we want health for, yes. <laughs> for the Bucks yes. uh, and just people in general. Wild concept. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially, you know, I will say though, you'd rather miss him if he has to miss a week at the start of the season. That's certainly preferred than. Missing a week at the start of the playoffs, uh, or at the you know at the the crunch time in the regular season. So I guess you know if you're gonna address it, I I do. It is weird. I agree. Like why not address it a little earlier? You know, get this done in in June and then or maybe at least for it, sure be at ready. least they're doing it in the off off season in general. That's like true. maybe they they could have waited longer. Like Chris misses time during the regular season, like guaranteed. Like yeah. he has surgery in the regular season. Yeah, that could have happened as well. That's so true. I think. It could it, it this could be like the perfect sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Try and see happen. if try and see if you can get through it without surgery, but then go, okay, we'll do it now. Or whenever we don't and it wasn't recently, so early July. 
Um, but we'll, we'll ensure that if you do miss time, it's very minimal. It's true. I think in terms of timing for something like this, it doesn't get a whole lot better than this. No, no, it really doesn't. But yeah, I just, I don't know. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I, I don't know what this really means. Let's say if, let's say the Bucks do miss or Chris does miss the start of the regular season. What do you think happens? Well, what's fascinating now is, I mean, we're talk, we, we, we have not settled internally at GSPN. This will be a, a pod topic at some point who should start the two to start the year, right? Like that's still at least a little bit up for debate. And now let's let's just say a week, you know, not long-term, but the first week of the season. But let, let's ignore matchups. Let's just say in a, in a vacuum, what should the starting five be for that week? You know, <laughs> if, if there could not be a better – Better is not the right word. Maybe like a bigger opportunity on a team this loaded for a rookie than this for Marjon Bochamp with Joe Ingles. AJ Green. Uh, no, I was not 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 after the last game that we watched on playback. I was not going to say AJ Green. Uh, Lindell, I'm a Lindell tr- two way truther now. Um, but no, for Marjon Bochamp with Joe Ingles not playing until December. Chris, again in this hypothetical, we're assuming misses a week. So just. There's going to be playing time there. It also does feel to me like the Bucks do – they kind of like Pat Connaughton as a super sixth – not a super sixth man, but as like a, a bench guy, a reserve player to come in and play with second units. He could well start, I think, especially with two opens – two spots sort of up for grabs. That's certainly possible. 
But I think one of Grayson Allen or Wes Matthews, and maybe it will be Grayson Allen with Chris out, we've seen Grayson have some success without Chris pre-Boston series. Are you looking at Drew Grayson, Marjon Bochamp, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez? You could. I mean, you it's, definitely it's not it, – a lot of this I'm sure will depend on preseason and a little bit the rest of Summer League and just how Marjon is looking, especially the Summer League stuff is fine. Preseason and camp, like with the actual teammates on the Bucks, that's going to matter more. Go and big, I'm, go Mamu. Mamu will probably be active. I mean, I think that's not exactly his position, but we do kind of pencil in Chris and Pat. Thanasis? Guys who, I mean, maybe? I'd probably say no. Wow, you're a hater. But let's do serious starter predictions in a second. But first, what do you think about that? This, again, I don't want to say opportunity and make it sound like it's a good thing that there's injuries, but for Marjan Bochamp, you know, I've kind of hinted at this, like there's not that many wing minutes to go around. With Ingles and Chris out, there there are some, and I do think he'll be able to play a bit, at least in preseason or early regular season. This could be big for him if he's able to step in there, play well, and kind of solidify himself in the rotation with an opportunity that might have not been there if everyone was healthy from the jump. It's it's what Jordan Wara had last year. Just an opportunity to really cement himself in the rotation. He couldn't do that. He failed to do that. He's whatever is happening with Jordan Wara is still really. I was going to say maybe Jordan Wara is going to be starting. He's <laughs> still around the team. I mean, did you see in Eric Names' last piece with Bobby? No, he, I haven't he, read that yet. It's good piece. They censored my guy Eric. He clearly said talking shit, and they put in the because it's the athletic talking when they do mailbags or Q and As. So they do talking stuff, and then Bobby's answer, he immediately says talking shit, which tells you that he's using the same term. Free Eric is what I'm saying. But in that piece, he refers to the Bucks players out there in summer league. Bobby is one. Pat, Javon, and then Jordan War. Is it Javon? I think yeah, yeah Javon, Javon's yeah. out there. Yeah. And and Jordan Wara. And he says who the Bucks are negotiating with in restricted free agency. And I don't know if that's just like a term because he's a restricted free agent. Let me get the exact wording here. But it was something along negotiate? those lines. It was along those lines. And I was like, now that now that is interesting. Interesting. That uh, right there is is interesting to me. Okay. Okay, Bobby. Bobby knew what he was doing when he said no, that. No, no, no. Eric, Eric wrote that. Oh, Eric, Eric said wrote that. that. Oh, my yeah, yeah. Bobby didn't. Bobby Bobby didn't. Said no, no. Bobby that. didn't talk about Jordan Moore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me pull up exactly what Eric wrote. Yeah, sorry to be confusing there. Um, I'm while, sure you're not confusing. I'm just being dumb. <laughs> while Wara remains in restricted free agency negotiations with the Bucks, that could be a turn of phrase. Maybe there's something happening here. I'm fascinated, yeah. dude. I I don't get it. I don't. Are they going to roster 15? Are they going to make a roster move? I mean, like they haven't signed Serge yet. That's true. I, that they do need a big at some sort. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But but to get back, back to, to the yeah, point, yeah, back it, to might, the, yeah. it might be it might be Jordan Wara. Who knows? But uh, seriously, there there is a major opportunity for Bochamp here. Yeah. Um. If it's it's a big big step because if you can cement yourself in early like literally your first like taste of nba basketball is you being able to step up and play real minutes that just sets you up for a massive massive future with the team especially a team like the bucks who seems like they're super high on you yeah just drafted yep. you we're willing to trade up to get you according to the team yep uh, 
multiple who knows that's actually, multiple who knows people. If that's actually a thing yeah. or not but uh we'll take them at their word and say that it's true uh and you get to actually play rotation minutes that is an opportunity unlike no other because let's say you're a like a, a lottery pick or something you're going to be playing for a bad team if you can cement yourself as a rookie with a contender like the bucks that is a huge career stepping stone for you so it is it is a big opportunity yeah, and I do think, you know, that we'll, we'll go over the options in a second here, as I mentioned. But if if for no other reason than it's the very beginning of the season, you know, it's not not crunch time, locking up a seed, it's not the playoffs, and your options are, you know, you have to basically pick two of like you can go big with Bobby, Grayson, Pat, Wes, you know, maybe Javon, who I wouldn't expect that, but those, those are the other guys. Outside of Javon, who I just I don't think fits as well, I think makes more sense as a reserve guard for this team. You kind of know what you've got more or less with the rest of the guys. Like you know, you could start Bobby, you could start Pat, you could start Wes, you could start Grayson. It's all fine. It's all good and well. Like nobody needs to see tape on what Grayson Allen looks like in October, right? Like I think we know. We we have a good idea. Same with Wes. Certainly same with Pat and Bobby. So at a certain point, I almost wonder if this is like. You know, you wouldn't bench Chris Middleton to play Bochamp, obviously, but this is kind of an opportunity for the Bucks to just go, we're just going to start him because it's not going to be a long-term thing. Knock on knock on wood, as you can hear, we hope. Um, but it's not the most consequential of games, and we don't need to see what it looks like when Pat is out there with these guys because we know exactly what Pat does. I do think it makes some sense to have him in as a starter early in the year if Chris is out. It does make sense. Like we, we saw a similar thing happen with Dante. As soon as he was drafted, he was able to play big rotation minutes. So, and that's that set him up to see rotation minutes uh, at the Bucks' expense uh, a lot of times uh, for as long as he was healthy. It's like, like he was still starting for the Bucks uh, in in last or two seasons ago the playoffs. Like that was a thing, and it's because he started uh, getting minutes early on in his career with the Bucks. Dante started in like his 40th or so career game. It did not take long. He played 27 real rotation minutes before he gets hurt in his rookie year. Only doesn't play that many. Then doesn't play much early in the next year. I think he was still hurt. And then once he is like able back to playing every game, it took six games of not starting before he started. And then it was in and out a little bit, but like this is for all the people who say young players don't play, you know, late second round picks who don't play defense don't play. Dante played, and I think Marjan will play too, especially with some holes in the rotation. But I don't know. Is there is there any is there any non Marjan lineup? Because I think we'd all just like to see just to see, and maybe that's putting too much pressure on him. Either way, there'll be more role for him to play, which I think will be interesting and and hopefully a fun storyline early. Is there any combo you'd really like to see? You know, we're assuming, I think we can pencil in Drew Giannis Brook pretty safely here. What other two players do you want to see? I think I think probably Grayson West is the safest option. Yeah. I don't hate that option. No, because you've still got Grayson and uh, his offense, and you've still got West and his lockdown defense. You've still got that. Yeah. Uh, it's like t- it's it's basically taking Chris and splitting him into it's like <laughs> it two really players. Is. And like, I mean, improving on the defensive end a lot. Sorry, Chris. Props to Wes. But yeah. 
you're just you're just taking Chris and you're splitting him into two people and then just spreading it out over two positions. <laughs> I do I do kind of think, and this is gonna sound funny because there's a significant portion of Bucks fans who just don't want him on the team. Grayson's kind of really valuable and a little necessary in this situation. Grayson, okay, here let me go on a little Grayson. Yeah, yeah. Grayson had he he was he was overmatched in a series with a team that had like insane wing defenders. Like, okay. Sorry. It's not like he can like for people saying he's unplayable in the playoffs, look at the Chicago series. I know it didn't feel like it, but that was the postseason. Like that was actual postseason basketball, and Grayson Allen was doing great, great things for this Bucks team. This is going to be year two in the system. It's going to be him being more comfort, uh, comfortable. Excuse me. It's just I don't know. I feel like I feel like Grayson set up for a big year. He's still really good. He was the starter for the majority of the season. Yeah, yeah, and I for think good reason. I also wonder. I do think a Grayson trade is still possible. And, and oh, also be. sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. We saw Grayson's best games when Chris was out. Yes. That, that was one of our things yep. with Grayson is he couldn't gel really super well when Drew, Chris, and Giannis are all handling like massive loads. But when one of them went out, Grayson always stepped up. I mean, literally the two games, the first two games after Chris goes out, he scores 49 over the two games, both in Chicago. Like there's not yeah. nothing there. It's just, I mean, you know, is he – is he a 16-game player? I'd argue probably not, but those guys are still useful, especially in the regular season. And I think, you know, there, there's been – I think a lot of people have said, oh, by the deadline probably makes more sense with the Ingles injury and and just to rehab the value a little bit because the last time we did see him was the Celtics series. Also, the Bucks clearly knew something was up with Chris, and I think holding on to Grayson in that context especially makes sense for that reason – of giving yourself a very dependable, at least regular season offensive option to have. So I think Grayson should start. I think to me, the question is who else? I could go any direction. I think Wes is the safest. I kind of like Pat there. I think he gives you enough defense and a little more offense. I think that lineup, I guess the new Dos Leches lineup for the Bucks could be actually like a really potent Get two-way well soon, group. Jingles. Oh, I didn't even realize we have Trey Leches back. Wow, that's exciting. Or Trace Leches. Get AJ in there. Get Lindell in there. Oh, that wouldn't fit with the theme, but I'm just I'm just going on my preferred two way player thing now. Sorry, AJ Green. You'll have a chance to win me back. This is summer league overreaction season. We'll have summer league takes and a pod later on when we've seen a little bit more uh, action. But before we we go here, unless you have any last note on Chris or or the repercussions or fallout from this i think overall a pretty well-reasoned emergency pod we can do a little bit of celebrating i believe just earlier this evening the take foul thing was officially announced by the board of governors congratulations Giannis, for at least finishing top two at mvp this season probably top one congrats for the scoring title congrats for the bucks having probably the most efficient offense in basketball every time someone grabs Giannis the best free throw shooter on the court. I believe that's now been confirmed. It doesn't have to be the player who got fouled. So Giannis gets fouled and you're sending Grayson Allen to the line every possession. Uh, that's pretty, And you get the Bucks get the ball. This is actually, like, non-ironically, a pretty big deal for Milwaukee. I mean, I think... It is. Also, Rip, Rip Bozos, the Atlanta Hawks. For so many reasons. But yes. But they, oh, they got DeJounte. I love him. I know. That was, I thought that was a good move for them, too. At it some is. point, we should... 
You know what I was thinking would be a we fun do pod? The NBA landscape one. No, you know what I think even better? Top five and bottom five off seasons. Ooh. I think we rank them. That'll be okay. later. I think that's probably okay. post-summer league. Let's get a little deeper. Maybe we'll get some KD resolution. Until it happens, I just don't care, though, quite honestly. Um, but any last, any last thoughts on, on Chris Middleton's injury outside of, of course, get well soon, Chris. The Bucks obviously need you, as we saw in the playoffs. But thankfully, he will not have to rush back to action or feel any sort of pressure like he did last time. Yeah, for sure. Get well soon, Chris. Get well, everyone. That's what yep. matters. Absolutely. Okay. I think we're done here then, aren't we? I think that about does it. I, I almost hit stop recording. It felt like a resolution, but when Rohan Kadi's on a pod, there's only one phrase that we end with. Pod random? Yeah, we don't have to say it yet. I mean, we have to do the outro, too. It is pod random. You, you, you said do the phrase. Okay, no, I know. I well, I just hinted subscribe. That. Do everything, gspn.info, pod random, and we'll talk to you next time.